the Graveyard Girls. For today, I'm basically going to go with... It's more a historical case than it is a mystery. There's a bit of a mystery towards the end of it, but it's not... It's not necessarily following the theme that we've already done in sense of like it's all based around either a conspiracy or a mystery or like an unsolved mystery. Okay. This one, it's more historical with some interesting bits in and like I said, it's a kind of a little bit of a mystery at the end. So it still fits in the category of a mystery, but it's more a historical episode. Is okay. What I'm go with. It's just something that, yeah, it interested me because I remembered it from school and it's quite a popular one. Like it, It's another big one that, people will know as soon as I say the name this one there's slightly different variations with how you say the name depending on where you come from so I've always known it as Boudicca oh. but some people say Buddhist what's it Boudicca Boudicca yeah so I'm gonna say Boudicca because that's what I was told at school so I'm rolling with that because that's how I know it so I'm basically gonna give you a, a bit of background on Boudicca so she was obviously one of your bad girls in history um, she came from an arist- aristocratic background. She was married to Prasutacus. Mm-hmm. Did it? <laughs> <laughs> I that in. <laughs> I got there, did it? He was the ruler of the Iceni people of East Anglia. Mm-hmm. At the time they were married, there was a Roman invasion. So this was in 43 AD. Okay. At this point, the husband continued to rule, but it was suggested that that was only because he'd made Nero co-heir to his kingdom. So basically, if he tried to keep it himself, he probably would have been overthrown, I'm sort of guessing. So he's kind of made a bit of an um, alliance with someone. Yeah. So sort of keep his throne, if you like. The alliances with Nero, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So after her husband's death, the Romans plundered the lands and her household. Boudicca lost all of her property and was subject to public flogging as well as both of her daughters being raped. So, I don't remember that bit at school, but then I'm sort of thinking, I think they might have deliberately left that part out. Yeah, because I was looking into this a few months ago. And yeah, there's I think there's a statue of Boudicca and her two daughters on London Bridge or somewhere in London. Yeah. And it mentions a little bit of that, but obviously they don't say what happened. Exactly, Mm -hmm. because they kind of don't know what happened, which is where my mystery comes Mm -hmm. in. But yeah, so at the time, a Roman historian uh, called Dio Cassius wrote about Boudicca and described her as a tall and fierce woman. At that period in time, anyone with red hair was considered to be of higher status, but this would later go on to represent the sign of a person being a witch or practising witchcraft. So an extra little fact in there for you. I have red hair. You do. You're a witch. I'm a witch. And what was the other thing? You, uh, oh, of higher status higher status which there we go there you go i'm doing well for myself i'm in with the uh, higher status crowd that's what mm. i'm going with or am i dragging you down i'm not quite sure i'll drag you up okay thank you pull me up <laughs> i'll pull you up okay <laughs> what are you doing dragging me by my hair i mean i've got long hair you could probably <laughs> exactly. do that every time you wander off just come <laughs> come back okay well i'll roll with that have i, have I become your pet <laughs> I, I, mm, you pet me Oh, what, the velvet pants? <laughs> I don't know where they are. <laughs> are you not wearing any velvet pants? I'm very disappointed, Natasha. They're my favourites. <laughs> so even though she's now had a house plundered and, well, she basically lost the house, she wasn't completely alone. Many of the Iceni people and other local tribes joined her and, be- and she became their leader. So 
even though she's kind of lost everything, mm-hmm. she's still quite well respected. Is she respected because she's the wife of, um, I forgot her husband's name, or is she respected just because think, of who she is? Yeah, I think it's more her and mm-hmm. her status. And also she's quite, I imagine, quite a fierce woman. Like she, she comes in and it's more like, she, I think she's naturally a leader. Yeah. And I think because she's so strong in like what she believes, I think it naturally people sort of follow that, especially if it's what they want. I think she's very good at maybe talking the talk mm. and sort of saying like, this is where we should be going. Like she really like, I imagine before a battle, she's really like not winding people up, but like getting them sort of riled up. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the word I was looking for. For some reason, I can't remember if I remember the red hair or not, but I assume she See, was See, that for me was the one thing that did stick out was I always remember being told she did have long red hair. Like, oh. I imagine, like, thick, like, red curly hair. Yeah. Like, thick, like, locks. Yeah. And, like, but of, like, curled red hair. That's yeah. how it was depicted to me at school. So I don't know how accurate that is, mm. but that's what I remember. I think it just gives it a slight element of mythology as well with red hair i think that's it because when i sort of came back over it obviously i remembered it from school but i was trying to remember was it an actual person or was it a myth we were told mm-hmm. about so you do all the romans and the greeks mm-hmm. and you look at these and some of them are more a myth rather than an actual person yeah so it wasn't obviously until i sort of got back into it and was looking back at her as a person that it was like oh no she she was a real person I think you kind of, you forget about that. Plus it was a very long time ago at school that exactly. I learned about this. I'm pretty certain I was about nine or ten, so. Yeah, I can't, yeah, I think it was. I can't even remember. I just I just remember was it was in, pro- like, the end of primary school. You know where your lessons all merged together? So it's yeah. like you were kind of told history, but you also did some art at the same time. It was And maths. Yeah. yeah. You didn't leave the classroom. Yeah, it was. So that, yeah. yeah, it was, it was weird. weird. But did you ever have it where you had your... You didn't really move, but you also had tables for different subjects. So, like, you moved to a different table in the same class when you changed the subject. Did you not have that? Like, it was weird. It was like you didn't go to another class like you did in high school. You just what we swapped did, tables. Yeah. I, I Sorry, I've massively gone off. <laughs> no, I don't know if we swapped tables, but I remember we'd have to stand up after every lesson because you that was going through this thing where you can't sit down for too long. Oh, yeah. So, like you got, like, did you, like, not a shake, but yeah, it was shake. like it was like a quick game to, yeah. like... You've got to shake around. You've got to get a drink of water and then make you listen to Enya. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, well, I don't think we had music. <laughs> it was just like, you got to like, shake yourself, like limber up, guys. Yeah. And like, we did an exercise, like a star jump or something. Like, yeah, it was yeah. just r- something random. And, and then you move, some... but for us, we moved to a different table. So, see, I can't remember if we did move or not. We just stood in our, where we were and then do the shaky thing. Yeah. And that's then... weird now, isn't it? Can you imagine if we did that? Like, it worked. Like, you got a bit bored. Like, that's bit... probably what we need to do. You can't be sat down all day. I mean, yeah, maybe that's what we need to do in between our cases. Let's limber up, Natasha. Let's do some yoga. Enya. (laughs) (laughs) Stall jumps. No, I feel like that's more like we're going to do. Like, we're trying to, like, you've got to do, like, 50 push-ups. I feel like that would be the equivalent as an adult, isn't it? It's not how fun it was when you were a child. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was was good as a child. It was like, we were messing around for a few minutes, whereas now as an adult, we're like, God, we can't move. (laughs) (laughs) I think even at the time, I was just like, what's the point of this? Oh, yeah, probably. It's it might weird. have occasionally been all right, you know, if you were actually genuinely a bit bored of what you were doing. You yeah, thought, have a little shake. Yeah. <laughs> I do sometimes, I don't like sitting still for really, really long periods of time, so no, it I probably don't. did help mm. without me realising. Um, but yeah, I've massively gone off on a tangent now, but yeah, yeah we've fine. learned about school tables, so it's fine. <laughs> and I listened to Enya in school. <laughs> it wasn't a posh school. Fun. It was not a posh school. No, you just got, you just did well later on in life. Mm. Before, no. <laughs> so, 
What were you saying? <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> My fault. Right. <laughs> I should do um for today. It sound, does it sound better than an um a mind fault? Maybe. Well, we'll see. Right. Boudicca's warriors would first capture the Roman capital, Camlodinium, which is now known as Colchester. Mm-hmm. Uh, once that was taken, they then moved on to Lundinium, mm-hmm. which is London. Yep. And then on to Ver- Verulamin, which is now known as St. Albion's. Mm-hmm. I told you that was a, a massive mouthful for one sentence. So uh, I've caught up now. I've got my payback for giggling at you the other week with you struggling with your words. There's a problem with uh, Latin. It, you think it's simple. It is to write down. But then you try down. and say it That's it. Loud. When I was writing, I was like, this isn't too difficult to say, like if nope. I break it down. But then you put it in a sentence and all of a sudden, I mean, I struggle talking. Well, not, I don't struggle talking. I struggle <laughs> making my sentences coherent. And then I add words in like this and it's like, yeah. Mm. I just, yeah, it's gone. It's because you're substantially weaker. <laughs> it must, that must be it. Flaccid brain. Oh yeah, flaccid brain. <laughs> right. Now during these fights... Boudicca and her warriors would leave towns pillaged and in flames and desecrated Roman cemeteries. This provoked the Roman governor, Suetonius, to assemble an army of 10,000 to fight the avenging, avenging British. It said that the battle took place in the Midlands somewhere, so somewhere about where we are now. Yeah, nearby. Before this battle, Boudicca drove her chariot around the towns of her tribes accompanied by her daughters, she made a point about what they were fighting for and would taunt and threaten the locals with the shame of slavery if they didn't join her and become victorious. So this goes back to me, like, I feel like she's really bigging it up. Not like, there was an element of you pressured into it, but also I feel like she was very good at talking the talk. Like, yeah, m- not in the case of like, you will become a slave. It's more like, we need to fight for ourselves yeah, because if you don't, yeah. they're going to take over. Exactly. We will be slaves. Exactly. So it's not like, I'm going to make you a slave if you don't follow me. It's... That's the... um. She's putting the fear into fear into them that if the Romans get control, you're going yeah. to become a slave. That's it. Yeah. So, and like I said, I think it goes along with that idea and the image of a fierce character. Yeah. Like I really imagine her. Sort She's of going encouraging around. them. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that's that's probably what you need as well. You've got to defend yourself. You've got to defend your country. You've got to defend your neighbors. And that's it. And you've got to build up mm-hmm. that army mm-hmm. because ultimately you're not going to take on the Romans by yourself, are you? Of so not. you've got to make people think like i'm gonna lose everything like, I've, I've got to really and also get on the side not really knowing what the status of women at this point if you see a woman yeah her encouraging you might put you off but the way she's going about it might encourage you see this is the other thing as well and i don't know whether it's just missed in history but obviously like looking at this it's very uncommon to have female so i see her as a kind of ruler a leader yeah. But I wonder, was it that uncommon? Or was it just a case of women leaders just weren't written about? Exactly. Or the women leaders are lost to history because the winners... Were male. Yeah. Were probably male. Or the male males were probably written about more. Yeah. And also, or is there an element of men just like to start lots of wars and maybe the women looked at it from a different perspective? Mm. They, not that they didn't have wars... <laughs> But they maybe resolved it in other ways. You mean that men like to start fights? Because look Not, at all of history. Yeah, more like they've <laughs> had a temper tantrum, like someone's took a little bit of theirs, and exactly. rather than sitting back and trying exactly. to resolve it, it's... Who starts all the world wars? Yeah, I'm going to throw something at you. Yeah. yeah. It is like a proper like toddler like throwing something out of a pram. Mm-hmm. That's how I see a lot Not of these. Not saying that women can't, but look at all the world leaders. Yes. They are men. And most the ones where massive wars have happened, it is typically men. men. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like maybe women sit back a little bit, a little bit more, and think about it first. Yeah. Before they rush into it, they don't Hit rush the... into a war, basically. Whereas guys is like, he took something of mine, and I don't want to share, so I'm going to throw something at him now. And mm-hmm. that's basically, I feel like, how a lot of these, especially early on. Also, yeah, going back, I think maybe there were lots of women rulers, but because there's so much more men ruling, that maybe because the is it the Library of Alexandria. All that history got wiped yes. out in the fire, so that's probably where it all was, but we lost it. And that's it, and I think we kind of forget, because you always look back and you think of, like, there's lots more kings than queens. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there necessarily was. It's more, like I said, it, one, it's not depicted as much, but the way that the masculinity was sort of put out, it was seen as the men were strong and therefore would have naturally been leaders. But even when I've looked into things, you go back to ancient times, there was a lot of female rulers... Mm-hmm. Then we go through this middle bit. And even when you look at Vikings, mm-hmm. women had a very dominant exactly. role. They've started to unearth uh, women graves. Uh, yeah. Graves of women who were buried with all their armour and stuff. And this is it. So actually, women had quite a high role. And mm-hmm. if anything, I think the fact of women being of a lower status is a more, not much more modern thing. Not modern in terms that it's still a few hundred years ago or even a thousand. Yeah. But it's a case of... We see it as that's how it's always been in history. And actually, it's more a modern history sort of thing. Yep. And I think we forget that because it's not how it's sort of taught to you in school. No, it's not. So, yeah. Anyway, going back to... I've massively gone off on a tangent again now. Well, not a tangent. No, but... we're still talking about this. And that's it. So, going back to Boudicca, obviously, I feel like she was definitely a very strong mm. female leader. She was obviously very good at what she said. And it was enough to encourage everyone in, wasn't it? Or onto her side, at least. Exactly. So, it was written, basically, that... So, there was no doubt that Boudicca was obviously a savage warrior. Um, and whether her army were racking or, like, massive atro- a lot of atrocities. Yeah. Um, some are written about, though, that are a bit weird. But I've kind of wanted to include them anyway. Okay. Uh, this one in particular. Um, she obviously was pillaging everywhere. Yeah. But then it included her chopping off noble women's breasts and what? sewing them to their mouths. That's weird. Yeah, that one... I don't get the point of it. No. And it's weird, like, nipple in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it that way or is it the other way? Or like, just I think... sewing them so she's got two boob slash balls on her chin. Well, I don't know whether it's both boobs or one boob. Oh, she's chopping them both off. Uh, well, oh, yeah, I presume so. But it's also, so weird. It... Yeah, but what if you've got massive boobs? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, how are you attaching them to your face? What if you've got big boobs and a little head? And if you chop off your boobs, do you bleed out? I don't know. I think you believe quite heavily. Yeah, so she's just trying to not emasculate. What's the feminine version? Like, um, I don't know, but it's more like to me, like defiling. That's it. Yeah, yeah defiling, defiling them. It's <laughs> um, so weird. I don't mean to laugh, it's just weird. No, one, it sounds like more of a thing a man would do to a woman yeah. rather than a woman to another woman. But the sewing. Yeah, that bit's throwing me out. I get the toe chopping the breasts off. That's yeah. fine. That, not that it wouldn't bother no. me, but I think you're right, okay. Yeah, she's just like defiling them. Especially if they're, are they still alive? I don't know. Because you've got to hold them down. But I also, part of me wonders like, not soap. like witches, but were they like on a stake sort of thing, like tied? Okay, maybe. Or were they already dead and then she lobs the boobs off afterwards? <laughs> so, is it to, <laughs> so is it to their face? And then... Do you know what I mean? So, like, it's more like an after thing. You know, like, how people, like, pose bodies afterwards. Have they done that? It's just, like, what's the point? Uh, Yeah, I don't don't get the purpose of it. I think that's just someone making up stories. Well, this was it. It was written, and it's been written in a few records, but I don't get it, so... I don't don't get it. Also, like, 
Is she feeding them their own breasts? Like, I don't, yeah, I still don't get which way around. I feel like nipple first would be easier. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, it, that's where it belongs. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. And at what point, like, is she taking the whole breast? Or, like, areola? <laughs> or even halfway? Like, I feel like, depending on the breast as well, that's quite difficult to get through. Yeah. I, and I feel like flat-chested women, in a real way, would actually be harder to cut their breasts off than yes. a bigger-boobed woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what, me versus you? Yeah. My mini breasts. (laughs) I mean, you might be able to stick both of yours to your face. Might give me some cheeks. Oh, oh, what, like a cheek filler? Is that, is this ancient, um... Plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, that's weird. Yeah, no, I don't get it, but it was written and I thought it was a bit unusual, so it was worth mentioning, because maybe someone out there can, can explain it to us. I don't know. Maybe something... Yeah, so, like, what's the saying... Of fuck, um, uh, you're thinking about uh, tea of the devil. Yeah, 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 tea to the devil. That's yeah. No, yeah. I see what you mean with that. Is that like think... a witches thing. I can't remember. Where does that come from? Um, I think it was witches. They're written in it in like a few different scripture things, but I think it's more it's linked with that and saying I think a lot of like church mm. uh, wrote it against like witches. Okay, so maybe that's maybe where it comes from. Possibly, maybe reports of also she's a woman. She's evil, she's a witch. Yeah, because she has got that... They've not described her as a witch, but when you look at her features, when you then look at witchcraft down the line, she also, I think her description fits in quite nicely with that. Yeah, that makes sense. So maybe that was seen. But then again, it's her doing it to them, so... I think it's just fake news, to be honest. Yeah, yeah painting her. Yeah, that's, again, I suppose yeah, it's one-sided, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's them just painting it in one. But anyway, back to the case. So... As, unfortunately for Boudicca, as determined as she and her army were, they were not as well equipped as the Romans. Boudicca's army only had swords, which were only any use in close combat. They were massively outmaneuvered by the Romans and their javelins. Oh, javelins. Javelins. (laughs) I know, it just makes me think of sports day. Yeah. Like, it's a really eccentric sports day. Well, I guess it was a a, um, weapon. Uh, Yeah, well, yeah, obviously the Romans used it. I don't know how we've adapted it to sports day. Does seem a bit, was there an angry PE teacher somewhere? Uh, well, I think we have lots of Roman stuff in our society. That's oh, yeah, especially athletics and stuff, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. the Olympics. Yeah, okay. Maybe they had all this javelins lying around. They're like, what should we do with that? Yeah, give them to kids. <laughs> That's a sensible <laughs> option. No, I remember that in PE. Everyone has to stand back on the line. And you... I remember I threw one. The very first time I threw it, I nailed it. Second time whacked myself in the back with oh. it. Oh. <laughs> I knew a kid that threw one sort of backwards, but I don't know how how you threw it backwards. I think she was like preparing to throw it forward and it sort of slipped backwards slips out of her hand. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I was really gutted when no one, not that no one got stabbed at work, uh, at school, but... <laughs> stabbed at work. Uh, it's, a <laughs> it's followed on. It's where it came from, Natasha. It's followed on from school into work. Um, but yes, anyway, back to the case. Records for the times, obviously, these could be a little bit inaccurate, show that only 400 Romans were lost, but that 8,000, eight, sorry, 80,000 Britons died. Now, oh. when you look back to their original figures, yeah. there were 10,000 Romans, and Boudicca did have 200,000 rebels. So, basically, Boudicca lost nearly oh. half of okay. hers. Yeah. So, even though, technically, Boudicca had a bigger army, it just goes to prove how... The weapons they had the just really, yeah, yeah, really didn't help. Also, I suppose you could argue that 
maybe the terrain they were on was kind of against them. Because if they're going towards maybe where the Romans were, mm. and therefore they're probably, I don't know, they've got like a fortress, if you like, they're probably better de- already better defended. Because so I imagine them not in a castle necessarily, but slightly high ground throwing the javelins down. Yeah. That's what I imagine in my head. And with swords, you have to get its close combat javelins. Yeah. You could just well, throw. Well, if you're good at throwing, I suppose you could do it from miles away. Or if you like said you're high up, yeah. that could, I don't know, they're quite aerodynamic, aren't they? But also the Romans won, right? So yeah. their account is going to be like, yeah, oh yeah, we won in our with favor. four men. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know how accurate that is, but that's what they're doing. But if it did, like I said, either way, Boudicca did not do well out of that. I'm not surprised. But luckily for her, well, I say luckily, she didn't die in battle. Mm. Uh, she poisoned herself <laughs> and her daughters before they could be captured. Now, this is where the mystery comes in. Okay. And this is because there's a variety of locations possible as to where she may or may not be buried. Now, the latest suggestions are that she's buried under a fast food McDonald's <laughs> in Kings Norton. So now, like Kings... Richard III yeah. under the car park. Okay. So this sort of came about sort of not long after the whole Richard III thing was discovered. So I don't know whether they're sort of jumping on that bandwagon or not. But Also, sorry, she killed herself so they wouldn't capture her. Yeah. Now... In my head, it, that does kind of make sense because mm. I'm thinking if maybe if they captured her, they might have tortured her first. Yes. So poison yourself, you've it's a quick death, yeah, yeah, and it's on your own terms. So yeah. I think if I was in her position, if I didn't die in battle, but it was, I couldn't escape or I knew I was going to die. I think it's probably like the noblest choice, maybe. Yeah. 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 Well, I think like I said, if I had the choice between having to run for miles with I don't know half my limbs hanging off, <laughs> and then possibly still surviving that and then being captured, I think I'd probably top myself. To be fair. Yeah. No, it's it's the best way. nicer. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, so it's, I it's not a nice way to die, but you know what I mean. More pleasant, maybe. Yeah. Might be quicker. Um, but yeah, so it was a, supposedly under a McDonald's in Kings Norton. Now, Kings Norton is the alleged site for the final battle of Boudicca against the Romans in 60 AD. The site at Parsons Hill in Kings Norton fits the facts about the about being the scene where Suetonius and his army would have met Boudicca and her army. It was hilly with mature woodland and an ideal ideal tactical spot for the Roman general. This is also en route to Metchley, the home of Roman fort discovered in Edgebaston. Okay. So earlier when I mentioned about the Romans having an advantage, obviously they already had an advantage with the javelins. But again, if that's where they met her and she was sort of, I have in my head that she's marched to them or yeah. towards them. Yeah. And although they might have had to come out of their settlement, I don't think it's very far from their settlement, so they're probably still quite close to their defences, I should imagine. Yeah. I... And they've not maybe travelled as far. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I imagine Boudicca's army, not only are they not as well equipped, they're quite uh, exhausted. Because you forget about this, like how many hundreds of miles they march, and they just march for days continuously. Like, I'd be knackered. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, do we have to have the fight now? Can we have a nap first? I also... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't want to nap. I need a nap. I feel like the um, the Romans would be trained as well, whereas her army yeah. aren't. Yeah, they're more like rebels, aren't they? Yeah. Rebels, they're um, Tom, Dick and Harry from yeah. the village. Yeah, and they probably have used, like, they've had normal fights, probably used to defending the settlement yeah. from maybe Romans, but... They're more on a defence rather than an attack. I think they're also trained from childhood, I think. Yeah, I think so. It's more to protect your settlement, isn't it? Because you think through this period of time, there's always some sort of war or someone's coming for you. So you have to at least be able to defend yourself. But I do think it's more a case of they work on the defence rather than attack. Yeah. And also, I don't think 
they're that well equipped to march for days on end before you get into battle well that for me would be what killed me off i'd just be like oh, <laughs> yeah. do you know what? actually just stab me first because i'm <laughs> too knackered like, uh... <laughs> maybe that's how they lost the first lot maybe because they were just a bit tired they're the ones who are napping. maybe actually you want to be at the back when you do a march yeah. because not i mean at first it'd be a bit annoying if you've got a slow walker in front of you and you can't set your pace but then when it gets to battle you can let the first one sort of die, die. and you'll catch your breath back before they come for you but even then you can just piss around at the back <laughs> <laughs> what hide yeah <laughs> maybe so oh it gives you enough time to learn how to play dead yes you can play dead play dead okay. hide hide in a tree I feel like they might know this, though. It was also thrown in there, um, but there aren't any facts surrounding this um, to back it up, that she lies beneath either Platform 8, 9 or 10 at King's Cross Station. Now, this one for me is definitely where after the Richard III thing, someone's just claiming and shit. So it sounds like Harry Potter. It does actually a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> Harry Potter. Um, now, obviously, we don't know where she's buried. No. And this is where it goes back to what historians have written. And they actually think, and to be fair, I agree with it, that she may never be found due to her lying in battle. So there's a possibility, we don't know whether she was cleared away with the rest of the dead. Mm-hmm. Whether she, like, obviously, because we would have had all the debris and the re- weapons. Because I did wonder about this before in other battles, like, what actually happens to them? Like, how do they clear it up? Uh, I think a mass grave. Yeah. So I didn't know whether they either bury them or do they put them all in a pile and burn them? Oh, maybe both. Yeah. Or they probably take what they want like jewels and other weapons that they can use and then yeah maybe burn yeah to me i imagine they scoop it all up into a big pile if you like and then just burn that afterwards like once they've got what they don't they don't want because this is where it then goes back into because historians have written that at the time um that a lot of the iron age people where the region has there's no document to show in the archaeological records how they buried uh people a lot of the people so it's other unless someone's been marked and like someone really important and that's been recorded somewhere, that they can actually recognise out. Because in terms of like, well, I suppose it is peasants as well. There's a lot of them, there's no record of what they yeah. did for them. Is it a mass grave or did they have individual graves? Like, because there's that whole argument of maybe only more noble people had an individual grave, the rest yeah. of them. You know, like a settlement, they'd just be sort of thrown in somewhere. That sounds yeah. a bit harsh, but... No, it makes sense, yeah. For the time, because you go back and look at the church, like, what well, we've got graves now, they're not necessarily dating back to Iron Age. So no, where did all those bodies go? Do you see what I mean? Yes. It's not that they're not there. They could have been buried, but maybe they were all unmarked. They yeah, didn't. Unmarked, maybe. Yeah, because when did the first like grave appear? When did they start documenting they died on this day? I'm not sure. Vikings? Maybe. I'll have, I'll have to have a little look into that, actually. Yeah. Um, but all I know, because I found out something really interesting, actually, from my sister the other day. She was saying about when they do uh, excavation, sometimes, especially if over the years, if they're buried on top of each other, um, actually, it's a bit confusing with the skeletons when they find them, because over time, the pressure on land, oh, you know, okay. when we've built on top, it pushes, obviously, yeah. the soil down. It actually pushes the body, so it mixes the ages together. Okay. So it's more like in churchyards, you know, where the buried families on top, so like they've got like a family grave yeah. actually it's not until they get them back to a lab and they can do like proper dating and there's maybe bigger dating mm. so like uh so you could compare like a great-grandparent to say like a child uh well obviously it could because there's a difference in the skeleton but if that grandchild grew up into adulthood the only way you can tell the difference is obviously dating the bones but sometimes if they've not died that far apart what's happened is the pressure of the earth is obviously it's pushed them all together and it's actually muddled the bodies together which is okay. a really weird thought it is but and also, if you've data bone, I'm not sure. It's like, like carbon. Yeah, dating. carbon dating. How? I think it goes like into a lab. 
know. I don't but... know. I imagine some guy with some really cool goggles and a. How? I don't know. I'm not sure if it's like not not a laser, but. Yeah, but then how? They see like what is in you. Say you were from eighteen. I think it's how it's fossilized. You know, like the same with trees. Like they have like rings and stuff inside. Yeah, I think it's something to do with the inside. You know, like the bone marrow. Yeah. I think it's the density of the bones. Yeah, but then how does that correlate to the years? I'm not quite sure. I think they work it out. Obviously, at the time, diet? they take soil types. Yeah. Because around the bodies, they'll take soil types. Because they've obviously already done measurements. Because they'll compare soil. Because like with trees, like the rings, that's something to do with the ages and the types. And if they get... I think it's a really... The way my sister was explaining to me, a massive abnormality in the ring in the inside of the tree means it was either like an... It could have been like a drought or a flood. Like it affects the yeah. shape of the ring. Okay. Um, so also then if they date that back to historical records, I could say something, I don't know, there was a massive drought this year, and then they look at a tree for, they've already managed to date back to a similar time, and if there's a disruption in its growth, they could go, okay, it was linked with, they can link it up with the records, if that makes sense. So I think with the bodies, it's not just the bones themselves, I think it's the soil and around them that they've been found in, and if they've been found with anything. Yeah. So, and obviously with those, I think like with family graves, obviously it's documented, so I think they can also go off that. Okay. I think it's a combination of two, but I think in terms of the ones, if you like, in the wild, um, that maybe either a single fallen person or where some of these bigger graces, like maybe in a battle, like people have just been buried. I think that would probably be a poorer person that's not necessarily been marked. They're not necessarily going to be buried with every, anything. No. And then it's just the way the earth is built up um, over the years. And then, but obviously we've buried other people. Like, it's almost like the earth builds up a bit, but then we dig it out to put people yeah. in it. No, that makes sense. <laughs> Okay. And then over time, if then that was left for a few hundred years and then say you did a massive construction on top, the weight of it pushes it down. And then if it just so happened that those the newer dead person was quite close to the old dead person, if you like, or the soil type, yeah. it sort of fused them together. Yeah. If that makes sense. I know, it does make sense. It, it's it's quite interesting, I thought. Carbon a bone is the confusing part. We'll have to look into that and then yeah. we'll find out and then we'll do an episode. So if anyone else is wondering, we okay. can find out. I'll probably ask my sister. She might have the answer to that question as well. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. So we don't know what happened with the bodies and she might never be found. That's either due to the fact that she was cleared away with it or there's... Obviously, her army was massacred, but there's nothing saying that all of them died. Mm. So is it possible that her, along with her daughters and a couple of others, managed to get away from the battlefield afterwards and then they sort of she obviously poisoned herself told the other people that's what she was going to do and she got them to bury her somewhere else along with the treasures or got her she got them to take the treasures somewhere else or maybe they thought of doing the burial themselves because of who she was yeah and then take the treasure but they wouldn't have necessarily been literate enough to or had the equipment to document it Mm. um also whatever they had might have been removed from them at a later date or they could have still died on the way home (laughs) unfortunately Yeah. yeah So it's one of those things of it's a strong possibility we might never find her because if she is unmarked and she's not been buried with any treasures, for all we know, we've already found her. Mm. So obviously... But also, I, d- I don't know how the Romans would... Um, would they respect her because she's a woman and she's fought so well and valiantly or they've d- desecrated her body because she's a woman, she stood up to them. I don't know what yeah, they... she's fought against them. It's hard, isn't it? Because, again, we're basing this all off, obviously, like, text, but then I suppose someone could throw out there, was she even real? Like, is she a myth? 
But then go, mm, when... Because there's a lot that obviously bodies haven't been found, but they've been documented. Mm. And obviously, like, she has been documented, but there's not really... It's, everything's based on, like, these treasures have never been found. Her body's never been found. So could she have been... Not a character... I suppose it is a character created at the time. I'm not saying she didn't exist, or there could have been another version of her, if you like, and, like, a big mm-hmm. story's been sort of... Uh, like I've just realised my case for this week is also a historic one. Oh, so we've done two history episodes this week. This is it? I, th- I think because we're both quite into history. Like again, it's not a massive. It is a mystery mm. in the sense of we don't know where she's buried. But is that a case of because there isn't really much information on it? Because I feel like there'll be a lot of people in history that we have absolutely no idea about, exactly. and it's not that they weren't significant. No, it's just, it's just how yeah, and how it was at the time. Mm-hmm. It's just because you think now, like I know it sounds silly, but a lot of things that happen to us in day and day in life, like we don't think it's important, no. so you don't document it. And it's not until maybe like something happens years later and you think, oh, actually, this was something quite important. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be lost in like a couple of hundred years because we haven't documented it. I mean, maybe, maybe it's slightly different now because social media exists. Yeah. But you think back then, it basically would have required you to have someone with, um, what is it, like a quill and some... <laughs> <laughs> some is it parchment? Is yeah, that point? quill, parchment. Be, I imagine a little man with like a quill and so like a little thing. Like he's running like, hang on a minute, you're running too fast into battle. I need to keep writing this. Also, what happens if they get shot? Like how far back do they sit? Because <laughs> like, are they on the hillside? Like just documenting it? I or? think it's just people recounting their tales after the fact. I don't think there's a Yeah, but what if journalist. everyone got slaughtered? I don't think there's a journalist. <laughs> And then the winning side tells the story. What happened. Oh, yes, yeah, I suppose that's how it's so one-sided. But mm. you know how when you get these other accounts, that's a case of like, is it just a made-up story? Because I, I literally, sorry, I'm, I've really got a little man in like a little robe and he's <laughs> sort of just running behind. He might be, he might be watching from the hill over there. Yeah, that's it. Like, he's Maybe. just sat on the hillside like, bloody hell, like that one. Watch, like, bloody hell, I can't keep count. <laughs> I've got to a hundred and now there's too many and I've lost count. There's another one gone. Is it like, what's the, no um, the thing they use to count rooms? Like, is it abacus? Oh, yeah, abacus. Yeah, I imagine it goes it's to that and he's like, like God, we're now back to like 200. And got, oh, wait, I need to, I've not got enough. Oh, I think I've got to start again. He needs an, about 200 people just holding the abacus. Yeah. Abacuses? Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like it's one of those things. If they could find it, there's going to have to be something very concrete within those treasures that says, like, I am Boudicca. But I thought about... Because this is Nero, right? Yeah. When is he in, like, time-wise, Caesar so, and also Mark Anthony and Cleopatra? Because Cleopatra was a queen. Exactly. And I feel, like for me, that's where a lot of these female, like, strong, yeah. prominent women were, yeah. is that far back. Because mm. so this is, like, for, well, this, is, this battle was 60 AD, but she sort of, there's records from her from 43 AD. Okay. So it's a case of, I don't know how much... Like I said, I think I think she was a person. Mm, of course she was. But I think based on the sort of things she did, I, I find it... There's obviously a mystery around her body, and I don't think it's a case of it can't be found, but she needs something particularly identifying. Like, you look at other royals, like, they bury certain things with them. But I think for her, because there's nothing documented as to what was buried with her, it's not like there'll ever even be an identifying thing. For all we know... She's already been found. Mm-hmm. She's just logged as a random person, like a Jane exactly. Doe. Exactly. How are we, we going to know unless... 
a sunbeam appears from the sky and this, <laughs> this is, is it, unless we uncover other documents yeah. that says like where it's engraved somewhere that like we yeah. bury Boudicca here with this it's, it's one of those that generally will anyone. remain yeah, yeah it will genuinely remain a mystery mm. um so I think it's again I don't know like I said it's, it was more a historical thing and I, I quite liked Boudicca I remember liking her as a child thinking yeah, oh yeah. she's really cool and then I just, I like to present that as a case. And it was not until I looked back into her that I realised that her body hadn't been found and there was a strong possibility that they wouldn't. I was like, oh, this fits into a mystery category. So It was also confusing her with Lady Godiva. So I was thinking she was blonde and naked on a horse. <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe mm. maybe they reported it wrong. Maybe she was naked. I don't know. She could have died at her because they still found ways. Like, I know they used, it's not like dying, what no. we'd use today. Berries but, and, yeah. yeah. She could have died at her. Maybe she was a blonde. No, she was there, there's another there's another mystery with um, as a redhead she was red <laughs> <laughs> it's not natural but she... that was interesting but yeah so that was my case for today something a little bit different Boudicca but isn't she from Wales or am I confusing that with Lady Godiva again I don't know I always thought she was from Wales I all know. I know is she was she when she married she was then she lived in East Anglia that's where I started it. Okay. Uh, it does have a Welsh name. Okay. Because I don't know why, but when I remember as a child, and I don't know if it's just because it was so long ago mm. and I got things mixed up, but I thought Boudicca was around the time of the Vikings. And I don't know, because at first, I think because I saw her as a fierce warrior, I think Vikings. Mm. And I don't know if that's what jogged my memory. It wasn't until I started looking back at it and I was like, this was a lot earlier. So, I think, yeah. I think it, I don't know if it's just as a child, like you get things mixed up yeah. in your head, don't my you? Time, yeah, my timelines get confused all the time. I always think that this happened when this happened, and it's like, no. But also, there's a strong possibility we did Boudicca and then did the Vikings at school. So it's like, yes, they we did everything chronologically. It was <laughs> like, obviously, we didn't, but mm. I think it, there's, I have done that a lot with a lot of these cases when I've looked back at things and I thought, oh, I don't remember that bit. or... I don't remember it in that way and it's a case of did school not tell you right or is it just it was so long ago that you've just picked out key bits of information exactly. and you've chosen to remember those yeah and then because you've learned so many things mm-hmm. over the year you sort of blended and merged things mm-hmm. and I think that's what I like about doing these cases is when I bring them back up it's like not I obviously already know a bit about them but it's like I've learned it all again yeah because I'm actually having to look into it. And I'm like, oh, I don't remember that bit. Or we weren't told that bit for obvious <laughs> reasons. And actually, it's a lot more interesting than what you originally knew. Because you're learning all these new things at the same time. I think it, it's good when you pick those bits up. It is. It is good. It's like we're teaching ourselves the proper history now. Now we're doing And this. that's it. And it's on our own terms as well. So I feel like I'm taking in a lot more of the information yeah. than I did before. Because before, we like you were fed specific bits of information mm-hmm. whereas now it's like oh, i can learn this on my own terms and like look for the bits i want to and if there's one particular bit that i look at and think oh that's interesting yeah like you can then delve into that because i do that a lot of cases like i read one bit and think oh i need to note that down because i want to check that out later and i do a lot of that now and i've found a lot of content that way um i've also found a lot of cases that way because as i've delved into one thing i've discovered something else and it's like okay now, now i've got a whole new mm area to look into well we've got plenty of time and plenty of ideas to come up with well to film record all those yeah I, well hopefully eventually we'll do a bit of a girls on tour won't we so yeah. there will be a bit of filming involved as well we've just got to put a big girl pants on and be brave enough to we will do that we're getting there i think we're slowly getting the hang of this whole recording thing now yeah i'm not as nervous as we were the first few weeks i say that until i have to record my own. but yeah so no thank you for joining us again Mm -hmm. 
and uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed this slightly different case. This little history lesson. Yeah, it is a history lesson. It is. Um, <laughs> that was very weird. I'm waiting for you I to know, do the key. But... <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that. That was good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, in the meantime, keep creeping and we'll keep digging.